right. Welcome to the West Coast Sports Junkies. Episode 29. Who does that? Who's who's number 29, Mike? Earl Thomas, baby. Area 29. Area 29, the Felix Potvin show, or whatever you want. Whatever 29 works for you. Live on location from Highway 99 on my end from Surrey and from the great city of New Westminster. All right, tonight's episode, we are going to get into the UFC, the weekend that was, the terrible, terrible picks that Mr. Mikey had. And actually, you know what? Dan had some bad picks too. I had all good picks, but I was on the show last week and nobody <laughs> was there to hear them. But uh, I went five for five, just like uh, Mr. Tizdot, Mr. Ty. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of week three of the NFL. We also have some Canucks preseason to talk about, which uh, they had their first preseason game last night, or sorry, not last night, but they had their first preseason win last night, which was, uh, which was good. We had a couple of nice uh, things happen there on the ice. But Mike, why don't you uh, bring us in with the beers? I'm not, I'm drinking coffee, I'm driving, but <laughs> you guys go ahead. Well, Thanks right. for clarifying that. Yeah, just yeah, thanks, Gobig. And it's good to see you back on on air with us, man. Yeah, welcome been, back, buddy. Been, yeah, you've been you've been dodging us, eh? Well, you I've definitely look sharp coming back. Uh, you know, nice suit. I think we might have to change our attire for recording. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's uh, I've, I've had a busy couple of weeks here. You know, busy be with work. So, but anyways, go beer, beer time. Let's go. Okay, beer, beer. Yeah. So this week. Um, I had a friend actually do a trip into the into Alberta, and uh, she grabbed us a bunch of beers uh, from breweries up in that that area. So this beer is called Dad Beer, and it is a lager. It is four and a half percent alcohol. It is from Best of Kin Brewery, and the write up here I will read it to you guys. It says, brewed in memory of our dad. This is the beer he would have kept stocked in his mini fridge to enjoy after a long day's work. A clean drinking, thirst quenching lagered ale based on a traditional German recipe. So this is the beer of the night. We all got one. So cheers, boys. Cheers. Looks good. This one goes you know, out. I like the lagers. This one goes here. out to the dads. To That's the dads. Right. Ah, it's a good beer too. Love mm-hmm. it. This is definitely a beer I could drink all night long. Yeah, that's got a really good flavor. I like that. Man, I'm feeling so jealous right now. It's so <laughs> Don't worry, Michael, take two. One I'll drink one for you, buddy. I'm not going to well, leave you hanging. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, before you drink one for me, don't you have, uh, aren't there like shots owed or something? You got to maybe drink some of those before you drink another beer for me. Okay, well, we'll do that later. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to get up and go pour that. And we can get into a shot when we uh, talk about why he's having his shot from that that segment. What do you think, Mike? Good idea. Is uh, the UFC segment coming up first? Sure. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> All right, Mike, what did you think of those fights? Um, I thought that they were, well, it was a lot of fun, first of all. I had uh, Chris was over at my house with his kids. I had my sister and brother-in-law over with their kids and uh, I had our friend Candace. She was over and um, the one person that dropped off our beers. Thank you, Candace. Um, it was a good night of fights. I told you guys I was pumped up for them. 
the first two fights went pretty much exactly how I thought they were going to go. Andre looked on another level compared to uh, to uh, the Cavill. What's her name? Oh, I forgot. Uh, you're close. Let's just did whatever yeah. you were saying. Andre yeah, looked yeah, on yeah, another go level. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I thought she would finish that fight, and she did. I thought it'd probably be a little bit quicker, but uh, I thought that she, her, you know, just her she, on all facets of the game, she was a better, uh, better um, fighter than uh, than her opponent there. Um, the uh, the heavyweights, I thought same thing. I thought that was a closer fight than the odds said. I, I didn't think he should have been in minus three hundred. He still got the job done, but he, you see his eye after he oh, ate yeah. that yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah. Man, that oh, could have yeah. been the end of the fight right there. That's what I was saying. Like those are 100%. big dudes. And uh, I thought the longer that that went on, I didn't know. I thought he was the he was gonna get uh, he was gonna get caught, especially after that knee. And couldn't even see out of that eye. Yeah, I was a little but, worried after that knee, but uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And then obviously brought got into the to the Nate Diaz fight, the one that I was pumped up for. And uh, yeah, I was a little surprised. I was I was really surprised actually at how slow and out of shape sort of Diaz was. I thought that he would have been complete opposite i thought he would have been in great shape and i thought that he would have been pushing the pace i thought he would have come out in the in the diaz fashion of taunting his opponent and trying to get into a slugfest and it was the other way around like you had lawler wanted to box nate diaz which doesn't you know or sorry <laughs> that, nate yeah. diaz. that doesn't yeah. happen man and uh and then that's the first time i've ever seen diaz stopped um i didn't i mean i i kind of felt i don't know obviously me, i don't think he's gonna be fighting anymore but what to me, think? it looked like his heart wasn't in it at all. Like, like he was just there. I don't know if he needed money or something, and he just wants to finish his his UFC contract out. But he just looked like he did not want to be there. His heart wasn't in it. Uh, I was really surprised too. I actually I picked Lawler to win, but I did not think it would end like that. Well, I didn't I think mean, it would end like that either. That was a terrible ending to a hyped up fight, right? Yeah, but that's kind of what we talked about—the unknowns of it, right? That's why I was kind of excited for it, but like we didn't know how um, Nick Diaz would look. It definitely looked like he hadn't fought in what was it, Mike, six years? Yeah, he hasn't fought in six years, and yeah, he yeah he looked like it too. And I don't think yeah. uh, we're going to be seeing. Him. I don't think we're going to be seeing him in the ring again. No. I mean, I, I think he's going to have to be if he if he goes back and watches that fight, he's going to know that's not that's not the Nick Diaz that he was it's not the nick diaz he wants people to remember him as um Mm -hmm. so he's gotta i mean i think he's gonna have to step away his inner circle is gonna have to have a conversation with him if he wants to continue on fighting they're gonna have to say look man you know i think it's time you hang up those gloves just just teach yeah i totally agree with you on that yeah well i mean there was a lot of talk leading up to the fight obviously with the the weight change like a couple of days before uh, even it, like obviously the fight itself, like all that hype and he completely like flat. I think it was literally showed like an amateur fighter what it would be like being in the ring with no experience. Like you could probably blow harder than some of those punches were uh, landing. Like, I don't know. I just thought that it was almost like an embarrassment for him to come back. And then he starts talking about how this wasn't the fight that he wanted yeah. Uh, now the word is on the street is that he was expecting a big fight against like Usman. Come on, you telling me that he hasn't <laughs> fought in six years and he's gonna come and get an automatic title fight against Usman? 
Ah, that would be. Yeah, but that was be before it. the fight, right? That wasn't. Yeah, uh, he's he's saying that not now, right? He said that was no. He, the fight. he just came out like literally, I think today or yesterday, basically saying that I don't even know how this fight was made. I should never be fighting someone I already beat. That was his <laughs> excuse for not contract. being motivated, I guess. <laughs> Did you not see the name on the contract when you signed it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. His inner circle needs to have a sit down with <laughs> yeah. him. Maybe take his Twitter account away and be like, "Yo, man, like uh, I don't know." And I was even telling on another you guys, level. like on the the way in the night before. I don't know. I was all over social media and Instagram. Like, did you see the guy? He didn't know which way to walk. He forgot to take off his shirt going into the ring. Like you know when they do the referee and put the you know yeah yeah. He, he just looked yeah, like he didn't want to be there. Like he literally nerves, looked like he didn't know where he was. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. I think, I think, it was, I think he, a lot of it had to do with nerves, and he. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know why they changed it to the middleweight belt. That that set off some some you know red flags immediately for me. But um, yeah, big time. In terms of of not being motivated for the fight, I mean, even after the fight, I, it's rare you see like ideas accept defeat, which obviously he had to because he was he basically tapped out. Yeah, and uh, he was humble and humbled afterwards. You know, he 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 said it was it was all on him basically, right? Uh, that uh, wasn't a tap out. That was a give up. Like he yeah, exactly. knew he was getting his ass beat and he just didn't want to get embarrassed. He didn't want to, he didn't want to, he, he, like, he grabbed his knee and just was like, Oh, I'm done. Like, come on. Yeah. But it was still fun to see him in action again, come back to, to the octagon. It definitely, I think it brought a hype to the, to the fight. And I think it wouldn't have been as big as it was, if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Well, he had sure. the two title fights uh, right after that, that uh, we'll get into right now that were drawing a lot of attention to this card, I would say. But you're right. Uh, I think Diaz is the biggest draw. I would say, no, the biggest draw was my girl, Shevchenko. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's just, ah! Every time she kicks, love it. Oh, it's like, (laughs) it's like I'm watching tennis all over again. I love her. I think she's great. Anyways, go on, Mike. No, you're doing great, dude. Yeah, I know. She is the, obviously the one to beat, um, and she's beaten every single woman in that division. And we talked about last week's like, who, well, who's next? I, the Cynthia Cavillo Cavillo was the mm-hmm. one that uh, they wanted her to win, but uh, Andre beat her. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I know we talk about Nunez in her all the time. And obviously as a fan, I want to see it. And I'm sure you guys want to see it. I also want her to win that fight too. Though. That would be something, right? That'd be amazing to see, but I don't know. What do you guys think is next for, for Shevchenko? Well, I mean, she's pretty much cleaned up the entire division. They're looking out of the top 10 right now to see if there's someone that has like a surprise win, like early knockout that, you know, gets the fans all riled up to, uh, for her to fight. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, not many true. options out there. I guess maybe oh, we'll just have to hope for that, that super fight. She's too that fast. talking about. Yeah, the division is just like there's the, the one champion that's on another level than any, everyone else. and But you go into the, the main event of the night, which was uh, Volkanovski versus Ortega. Well, that's a stacked division. That he, I mean, this guy has beaten some really, really tough fighters to be at the top. And, I mean, you got to give it to Volkanovski, man. He Look at who he's beat and, and how he's beaten them. Um, it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. He deserves to be the champ. Uh, he j- absolutely destroyed Brian Ortega. Yeah, Brian he looked, Ortega looked like an fight. alien after that fight. But uh, and <laughs> totally. the, the toughness of Ortega too, like 
I, hanging I'm in there for all those for sure. I just, I, I think he's gonna be one of those guys that's like, that like a like a like a Kenny Florian that was always like one of the best in the world, but never the guy. You know what I mean? He's never gonna be like the best. They call him what do they call him? Like gatekeepers for the division, right? He'll be like that test to see yeah. if you can get to that next like level. Like a Rory right? McDonald, he was always at the top there. He had a couple mm-hmm. of title fights and could never get it done, right? True. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Volkanovski looked great. He just absolutely dominated. And we talked about it a little bit last week that uh, maybe that sets up the Holloway fight again. I think that's where the UFC will go. What do you think? think Holloway is fighting. um, Who's he fighting coming up? I think he's fighting uh, Holloway versus Rodriguez, right? Is coming up in, uh, I think, November. So the winner of that, if Holloway obviously wins, I think that'll be. Did they book him? I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, that's coming up. Well, Mike, who uh, else in the division there would uh, would be up next, in your opinion, for Volkanovski? Uh, there's a lot of really good fighters in that division. Um, but who's next? I mean, I, I don't know. It Take- could be. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I mean, just me as a fight. I'd like to see Ortega. I'd like to see Ortega Holloway go at it again. I'm sure Ortega would want to do that. And then the winner of that goes at it. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's a, uh, it's a really tough, tough division there. I can't, I can't pick one. And if you pick anyone, it's going to be a good fight. Tough fight. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, why don't you uh, go get your shot there for the uh, Diaz loss? Uh, and, yeah. you know, since you like to, uh, to bug me about, what was it? I went 0 for 4 early on in our podcast. Yeah. I picked every fight correct on this uh, past fight card. Just so just you like know, me. but just like I said, the, with the 0 for 4, if you had been playing Kino, <laughs> <laughs> you'd, make, you'd make a lot of money, man. Going five for five, okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, so Dan, uh, well, Mike does his shot here. What was uh, the other or gets a shot? What was the other bet you had with him? Uh, do you owe one as well, or what? Uh, well, yeah, I do owe one. I bet both of you, I made a drink parlay not an actual betting parlay but i took a lawler and ortega so i hit one and i lost one so i owe a shot as well um <laughs> for my loss against or well for ortega so but that was a really good fight like he nearly had it uh so close to submitting just squeeze out like two submissions i think that one round was probably his only chance um but other than that, I mean, I was excited to see Ortega. Like, honestly, if I was the ref, I probably would have called the fight. He could barely stand. They went, the doctor came in like two, I think it was fourth and fifth round to just ask him, is he okay? They yeah. even, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Herb was like, how many fingers? Yeah, like, you did could, you hear you his? You could tell you... he was like barely there, but he was there enough just to not ruin the fight by calling it. But um, I don't know. Did I think you see it was how still... slow his how slow his responses were when, yeah, even when Herb yeah. was. He was yeah. like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And he's like, "Yeah, three. Yeah, like so slow, right? Like yeah. it was weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At that point, you almost wonder if it was time for his team to throw in the towel. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, obviously, when you think about it, like you don't give him any shots at a title, a pay per view. Imagine all the camp they went through to just throw it in like that. And for fans as well, like I'm sure everyone for sure, but you gotta think about the rest of his career. Yeah, that's that point, true, too. that's true. But yeah, no, it uh it was a dominating performance by Volkanovsky, which uh I was very happy about. 
He's just a little guy too, huh? Volkanovski. Mm. I didn't think he was that. He's a lot smaller than uh, Ortega there. So. Yeah, he, I mean, Ty is just a little bit taller, about five. I think he's. Uh, I think. I think. I think he. I think the actual <laughs> measurement. Was you like got five, jokes, seven. huh? I think the actual measurement was like five seven. I saw the comparison, uh, Ortega to uh, Bozlovsky, but Ty, what are you like? Uh, listen, I don't know how tall you think you are. Okay, you walk, (laughs) you sit like you're Steve Hartley. (laughs) So, Mike, cheers. I don't have my shot yet, I'll I'll save that for later in the show. Cheers, Um, buddy. Cheers, West Coast Um, Sports Junkie shot glass. Boom. Cheers, guys. All right. Well, that was a good shot. It was dirty. Dirty cracking. Phil McCracken. Okay. What other? Hold on. Phil McCracken, Pete Carroll. What's going on, Mikey boy? Week three. That wasn't a good bet. You got another Phil McCracken for us here? (laughs) I don't know. Is that? I don't think there's a shot owed, is it? That, That was my guaranteed pick of the week but uh oh, there's a shot owed <laughs> yeah. oh yeah where you where you been you haven't even made a pick uh you, you think i don't watch he, the show you just i uh, haven't been around I he would have said. made the correct pick though just like his ufc picks right yeah like absolutely five five. i would have been five for five um so the seahawks man something's not right there boys um you know, they start off really good. Defense looks good. The Again. offense looks good. And then something, I don't get it. It's either like the other team figures out all of our plans yeah. or we just stop playing. Like the defense cannot stop them and the offense can't get anything going. Like it's, it's, it's so painful to watch. Um, I don't even know where to begin, man. I just, I'm, I'm just going to pass this over to Ty and drink a beer. <laughs> Oh man, well, it, it seems to be right now. I know it's still early, like we've been saying, but it's like a systematic problem. Like you said, the uh, couple of players on on D were calling out, almost calling out the coaches, saying they're out schemed, that they were out coached, that the other team knew exactly what they were doing. Um, like you said, we started great again and we blew another lead. Albeit it wasn't the second half; it was uh, it was right after you texted me, Mike, saying the offense looks great today. They did. They're on the first three drives <laughs> of the game, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, marching down the field. Couldn't stop us, man. Like, I don't know what the hell happened after that. And like, I, I don't know. The turning point for them almost seemed like it was the, the missed field goal uh, by yeah, Myers. Took, that, mm-hmm. that, that sort of, then after that, there was nothing. We had nothing after that. But yeah, we I mean, had no, like, no points in the second half. Um, yeah. Defense looked pretty terrible. Uh, our past defense, especially like we're, we're paying for the mistake of, I was never a huge um, Shaquille Griffin fan, but I mean, he started pretty much every game for us last year. He was solid. He wasn't spectacular, but he was definitely a lot better than everything or anything we have in there right now. Um, we did just trade for Sidney Jones um, in the preseason. He's a cornerback from Jacksonville. He is yet to play as he's still uh, getting up to speed, learning our system, learning the plays, all that. But, uh, man, there was some interesting things. Like, you can go – you can look at that game. Even in the fourth quarter, we were at midfield. I think it was a fourth and seven. We're down two scores, and we're punting. Like, what – who's – like, that's Pete's idea. But what made him think that's a good idea, the way the Seahawks have been playing? Do you actually think our D was going to get a stop? Well, yeah. I mean, I did. 
as a I fan. did not. I, mean, I did uh, go for that. You're yeah. at midfield. Well, then we went for it on fourth and over. twelve, and then and then Russell Wilson threw a pass that no one could have caught. And so uncharacteristic of, of Russell Wilson, I thought in that play on the fourth and twelve. But a um, couple couple things you mentioned were like the the comments made after the game by the players. Um, I didn't like all the comments I heard coming from the players. I didn't like hearing them saying, that, "Oh, they they out schemed our asses." Um, <laughs> I didn't like hearing. I don't know which cornerback it was saying like the like, you DJ guys Reed. all. You guys all want me to be Richard Sherman? It's like, no, man. We don't want you to be Richard Sherman. We want you to just cover your make assignment a, and make, make a tackle. That's all we want you to fucking do. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. But it wasn't only that. It was just there was no QB pressure on, on Cousins. He had all the time in the world. Uh, our Rundy was terrible. They were without Dalvin Cook, uh, yeah. arguably one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, Madison's a great, great back himself, but but there was no Rundy. And yeah, just no chemistry in the in the secondary. Seems like everyone was just a miss. Yeah, everyone missed their get, though, Early early on, there we were able to stop them. I mean, I don't fucking get it. Well, what the hell is it changed? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Coaching teams adjust, right? That's that's what happens. And it seems like we are not adjusting. And normally Russ is able to bail us out of a lot of these situations, like we talked about last week. You know, that game normally would have been a shootout because the defense didn't show up and Russ usually cooks, especially early in the season. And that's a game you would normally convert a lot of those plays. Um, yeah, no, it, was, uh... it was just super, super frustrating. And, you know, I think there's uh, it's time for a change of something. I don't know. Obviously, Pete Carroll's a, it's a big move to make. He's not going anywhere, but maybe you get rid of Ken Norton Jr., our defensive coordinator. No. Well, nuts. We're getting out coach. Get rid of the new offensive coordinator who no one knows. Get rid of that guy. We're getting out coach and we're losing. Okay. We're one and two in the best division in football. Our next two opponents are the 49ers and the Rams. This is what I'm thinking. Like we beat these guys. We're right back in it, man. We're right back in it. Let's look at the positives here. This game this weekend, the biggest game of the year already. Yes. Biggest game of the year. If we lose that, we're not winning our division. We might not even make the playoffs. And that's only week four. We start one and three, and then we have to play the Rams on a short week. Done. <laughs> yeah, I don't like your negativity. I don't like it. It's at not. All. It's just it's just being real, man. It's I'm still always early in the season. They can still happen, even if they do lose these two games. Can mathematically. I said for no, I said to win the for winning the division. Still not good. catching. Still good. Well, if you look at the positive here, there was obviously some big losses this weekend. I mean, Kansas City losing two in a row as well. Now, you know, they're <laughs> you the, bucket, the Bucks. The Bucks, I won't, I wouldn't call that a loss. You know, the Bucks, what? they, I, well, I wouldn't call that a uh, panic button. You I just said you wouldn't win. call it a, you just said you wouldn't call it a loss, dude. Well, a loss, obviously, you know what I meant. Well, clearly you didn't, but I wouldn't call it a panic. They lost two in a row to uh, the Saints, their division. They smoked them in the playoffs um it takes some time to come together it takes teams time to come together i think the seahawks is clearly you guys don't you know the, the old the old faithful is with me and govic over here i mean yes it is so it's time to start con- getting concerned i don't think it's time to start panicking yet all you got to do is beat it's 100 panic garoppolo so. i'm telling you green bay they were lucky i don't know how you know they left so much time on the clock green bay comes back and wins Something like that. You get a win next week. You're right back in it. Um, oh yeah, exactly. On the I other side, the, the, the division, Arizona's playing the Rams. 
I'm thinking Arizona is, you know, going to obviously lose that game. So Rams, let's just say they're a good team. They're a solid team. They're winning that division. You got to try and now beat San Fran and Arizona when you get your chance. So don't worry, guys. It's not time to panic. Oh, God, with you telling us this, but we're in big you, trouble. You got to start getting concerned if you lose next week. That's why I said this is the biggest game of the season already. Yeah, he sure. just said that, Dan. Sure. Come for on, sure. man. For sure. And if we lose, which we're not going to, right, Mike? I hope you make another survivor pick. Um, Absolutely not, buddy. You know, it's, it's you know, must win time already. Ty, you know, the, the problem is that clearly the problem I feel is that we have not been down there. And I know we've talked a few that times is a about big problem. That the is Ring a big of problem. Honor and everything. We should be in should the be Ring in. of Honor. 100%. Um, so hold on, hold so, on. I'm going to give you oh, one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you one good stat that should give you some comfort, Mike and Govic. I know, Dan, you're oh. not the biggest Seahawks fan. Russell Wilson has never lost three games in a row in Seattle in his career. Okay. Pete Carroll hasn't done that since 2011. So. Well, there's a first for everything, boys. Well, here's another big stat for you, Ty. This weekend, Tom Brady is going to set the new record, beat uh, Drew Brees' all-time yards at home. Or sorry, well, not at home, but against New England back in Gillette Stadium. Probably the biggest game of the year. Goat versus goat. They're already talking about it. Uh, Pretty exciting. And Tampa is my lock of the week. That's fantastic. All right, Dan. Wow, I can't believe you are picking Tampa Bay as your lock of the week against your own damn team. <laughs> That's uh, must be a little little conflict of interest there for you. Who like so? You guess you're cheering for the Bucks? Well, it is obviously. You know, I mean, you guys know I'm a huge Brady fan. Uh, the excitement of him coming back to Gillette Stadium. <laughs> Already, they're talking about, you know, GOAT versus GOAT, Belichick versus Brady. Um, as I said, you know, he has 67 yards to break Drew Brees' um, all-time yard record. Probably, I, I mean, Brees even came out and said he hopes he breaks on the first play. Just go for it. Go for a bomb. Get it done and over with. But, yes, I'm a Pats fan. I'm also a huge Brady fan. Unlike, you know, Mike, I think with my head and the Pats, I mean, exciting team, Mac Jones, they're not there yet. Simple. That's it. They're not there yet. I wouldn't yet. say they're exciting either. Yeah. Bucks yeah. coming off, coming off a pretty big loss against the Rams. Uh, Brady's going to be fueled to go back home um, and they're going to smoke them. Guaranteed lock of the week. Okay. At least well- two touchdowns. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because yeah, the Pats are pretty, pretty crappy. But I feel like Belichick's going to be a little uh, extra motivated, obviously, for that game. Uh, if anyone knows how to shut down Brady, I think it would be Belichick. Very interested to see how that game goes. But uh, for my lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans on the road to uh, beat up on the lowly New York Jets and their their rookie Zach Wilson, who throws about three or four picks a game. Uh, Derek Henry will do probably what he did unfortunately to the Seahawks run all over them and that will be uh an easy win for them so Mike uh you want to try and redeem yourself here for uh last from last week give us absolutely I I feel quite shameful for my pick last week and that's why I'm (laughs) going to redeem myself right here 
I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks at home <laughs> versus the San Francisco 49ers to bounce back, get that W. That's what they need to do. I like it, man. That is so. What can uh, the punishment be? For, first of all, you're taking the same team. Like the whole point of a guarantee <laughs> is to you know not take the same team. But hey, you know man, what? We'll allow you didn't, you it. Didn't, you didn't lay out these rules before we we'll started this well, game. Well, anyone okay? that knows Survivor and guaranteed picks, you're only guaranteeing one week. But anyways, well, we'll allow it. But there has to be some sort of you have to be penalized if you take the Seahawks and they lose again. You have to do something. How about this? I'll take the Seahawks. And they're going to score in the first drive. Mm, okay. All right. What do you mean, no? What, what do you want? What else do you want? And then they're going to score on the second drive. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you okay, want? Well, well you guess, want guess what I'm taking. Here. <laughs> oh, you, you taking? know what? Uh, I'm taking the 49ers. Oh, oh, yeah. he just got fired from the West Coast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think it gets worse before it gets better, boys. I, and oh boy, yeah, this is this is what's happening. I think uh, Pete is going to have to make some uh, uh, serious and serious decisions after they lost. Drive, Mike. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, did I lose you? Yeah, we lost you for a second. But yeah, you're okay. going with the 49ers. No, said, so, uh, okay. Very I said, I'm going with you. the 49ers. Hold on, I'm going with the 49ers. Pete's going to have to make some serious decisions, some serious uh, gut check decisions after this loss where the 49ers score on their first drive and maybe their second drive. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I can't I take this anymore. You know what? I, I need another beer. I challenge you to two, a two-shot a two shot for this done okay? deal, brother. All right, done All right. deal. So and Mike, for our second beer of the evening, <laughs> we're going with the tragically hip Lake Fever Lager from Big Rock Brewery. Cheers! It's a good beer. It's like the band. The uh, there is no write up about this beer. Big Rock that Brewery is, is a large brewery in Canada. It's actually publicly trading. Uh, based in Calgary, they also have operations in Vancouver. So, uh, yeah, you can check them out. Yeah, that's a really good lager. Solid. It's another good lager. It's a little sweeter than the last one, mm-hmm. but it's got a great flavor. <clears throat> but, yeah, so we didn't get into uh, Dan and, and my locks of the week from from week three. I actually got really lucky on my survivor pick. I had the Baltimore Ravens to destroy and beat up on the lowly Detroit lions and the lions put up one hell of a fight and took them right down until the end of the game. And it took an NFL record field goal of 66 yards by Justin Tucker to get me into the next week of survivor. Um, what a kick. Did you guys see that? Like Mike, you think you could make that kick? <laughs> no problem, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> actually if you guys kick field goals the hardest thing to do looks really easy we have it is oh and i forgot easy. to add that it was uh right off the bar too mm. and in crazy yeah. crazy but uh dan you had uh arizona last week correct yes i did i pretty much said any team that is playing jacksonville or detroit uh take them every week the, the Jets are right there as well. So, yeah, I took Arizona. Um, 
yeah, it was a close game until the end. I think I didn't get to see the game, uh, but I think yeah, there uh, was one there was one really crazy play in it that made it closer than it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Matt Prater attempted, uh, which would have probably been before Tucker kicked it an NFL record field goal. I can't remember how long it was. It was sixty something yards. I think it was sixty three or sixty some. It was anyways. It was, pretty, it was far, and he it was well it, short, and it was returned. 108 yeah. yards for a touchdown for only like the fourth or fifth time in NFL history. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane play. But yeah, that, uh, you know, I can't believe Govic, you, you bet against the Seahawks and you went with the 49ers. Um, this is the biggest game of the year for the Hawks. I really hope they figure some shit out this week at practice. And, you know, it's a division game. It's going to be a tough game, but it's something that I hope being at home with the 12s, even though Mike and I aren't able to get there, that that's going to be the difference. And we will have one of those classic Seahawk performances at home. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate. I'm going to be, be with Chris on Sunday. How am I supposed to hang out with this dude? <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. All right, it is time for the Dirty Talk with Dirty Dan from Dirty New West. Dan the man, what do we got, Dan? What's going on, guys? Uh, glad to be back. Week three just finished. Um, what an exciting time, and I cannot wait to hear Mike's explanation for the Seahawks attack. Uh, he listened to me with his Barkley uh, fill-in, had a great game. Um, but you know what? He refuses to listen to what I warned everyone about. Stay away from the Steelers. He still has their defense. He went and has Juju starting. Just for anyone listening, drop the Steelers. Drop anyone that's on the Steelers. Um, Nahi Harris, yeah, he's a great running back. They're going to be losing every game. He's not going to be getting that many points. Deontay Johnson, probably the best receiver that they have in terms of receptions, but he's made out of glass. I know I have him in two pools. Um, lucky I was able to squeeze out a win. I know Mike and Ty were a little bit excited for, um, I know Ty was getting his first win. Uh, the talk of the week has been, you know, Ty is definitely not used to being in the bottom of the barrel. I know Mike's going to be able to chime in and give him some uh, uh, tips on how to get out from the basement. But this week, some big injuries. McCaffrey hurt again. Start picking up Chuba. That's his backup. Uh, he's actually a Canadian out of Alberta. So if you got that waiver wire pick, I know just like anyone else is in fantasy, you're waiting till you get the number one pick. You're waiting to see when are you going to use it? When are you going to strike? Now's the time to strike. McCaffrey has had hamstrings injuries over the last, you know, season. Hamstring, you know, it's it's a touchy thing. It's always going to be a week to week and it can easily flare up again and then he'll be out. And I guarantee you they shut him down. So pick up his running back, pick up his backup um, and drop. It's time to end Matt Ryan. Definitely has cost some people some uh, pools. I know definitely in quarterback leagues, uh, like two quarterback leagues, drop him and start making those predictions over the next two or three weeks. Bye weeks are going to be coming up. 
Week six, week seven, and week eight are really, really tough weeks when it comes to the buys. Start using your waiver wire, start streaming through, look what you need in the coming weeks and start picking them up. And if you're in the bottom, like Mike is, start looking to make some big (laughs) trades. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for the Dirty Talk Fantasy Edition. As always, stay dirty. You know, I think I'm just going to speak on behalf of all of us <laughs> and just, just tell Dan to shut the fuck up, okay? Like, fantasy football is, you know, it's hard enough to swallow as is. I don't need the constant rubbing it in. Yeah, Mike lost again. Mike's at the bottom of the barrel. He knows how to get out. I don't know how to get out, clearly, Dan. I've been down here three fucking years in a row. How do I get out? Show it, someone tell okay, I told you last week, Mike, and you continue to keep banging your head against the wall why do you have the Steelers D the steel curtain yes they're old they're done they're finished week one they put up 19 points that's, that's why what, I have week one still. that's just one week <laughs> what what they the last two weeks? week one they can put up points but you're maybe you're right maybe you're right the I am problem the a, problem with I am buying a new D I'm Mike, thinking about dropping the Seahawks D to be honest the with problem you. with Pittsburgh well, is with not necessarily their D it's their offense is so bad <laughs> That they're constantly on the field. Did you guys see Big Ben trying to make a pass on the weekend? There was no one around him. He stumbled out of the pocket and <laughs> fell down like Mike or I would have after uh, a few beers on a Friday night and barely, well, barely reached the line. Well, of what happened guys, to him? He's won guys, two Super Bowls. He's been. You guys need to look it up. The guy's when he was twenty-two. The guy's fifty-two years old. No, he's not. He's not older than Brady. He's not even close. Yeah, he's way older than Brady. No, he's not. The guy's fifty-two. I'm looking it up right now. He looks fifty-two. He looks fifty-two. He's like twenty-nine. Oh, my God. You know what? After this, we need to post this. We need to post the link on our on our Instagram or on our website. He's he's like my age. He's born in 1982. One year older than me. When you see 39. the video, he's old Mike, from last weekend that I'm That's talking not about. Old. You will see that he looks like 52. We're gonna put that on our website or he on does Instagram. But anyways, yeah, Dan, you made some good points there. I'm I'm suffering through a McCaffrey injury myself. Luckily, I drafted uh, Chuba in the league that I do have McCaffrey as uh, his handcuff, so that was positive awesome. news. Um, but uh, oh, man, fantasy, I'm happy to get my first win. It was. Uh, against the worst player in our league not you mike compliment boom uh ravens steve mafioso put up what he put up 60 points dan yeah Um, something like that but anyways you know what i'm on the board i'm making my i'm crawling out from the basement and uh hopefully this is just the the start of the run here but mike let me give you one thing here and, and i'll help you out you need to get rid of a few seahawks you're way too invested in one team Again, like we discussed last week, the Seahawks are my best players. <laughs> but that's what and I mean. So I don't know what you're but talking about here. When, when the Seahawks, they're well, up you, you just want to grab, you want to scoop them up from me. Like when the Seahawks don't score a point in the second half, that hurts your fantasy team. So yeah, exactly. That's it does. Problem. It can happen to any team. It can happen at any time. And you know what? Like you guys will no, know. What I'm saying and is our fans you... will know how my fantasy team does every week based on how that game goes. Okay. So you'll know if I'm dancing around the kitchen or not. (laughs) I like your Seahawks. You just need to spread the wealth a little bit. You need a little bit from from a few other teams so you're not so reliant 
on hey, there. You know, we're trying to help you out. I made you, out, you a trade offer. You declined it. So Wasn't stop a being one. such a greedy pig over there and make a deal. <laughs> well, Mike, you're pulling I a, you're pulling a your goal. Lips. You're pull, you know, you're 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 pulling a goal back. When I used to pick all the Canucks in my uh, hockey pool, and then every time the Canucks scored, I'd get like ten points, but they would never score. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I think we could thank you for what we're dealing with the Canucks for the last I don't know how many years. Oh no, that's you. You went to the finals. You went to Game Seven. Okay, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> So, Mike, your free tip for this week, I'm going to help you, buddy. You listened with uh, starting Barkley, and how did it work out for you? 18 points. Um, you need to start Beasley. I don't know why you took him off and you started Juju, but start Beasley. He's, for a slot receiver, he gets average 9 to 11 targets a week, and they're playing Houston. So, Lock it in. Start Beasley. I'm going to help you get that first win, buddy. You know, Dan, the only reason why I might even listen to you is because this is on the West Coast Sports Junkies and it's going to be aired and just give you <laughs> some kind of fun credit. But I do not need your advice at all when it comes to starting any fucking player, okay? Yeah, I, I might hit the wa waiver wire before starting Beasley. Exactly. But hey, but hey that's just me. Um, there, you know, it's, it's crazy this year, all the quarterbacks fantasy wise that are irrelevant. Like you said, big Ben's done. Matt Ryan's done, uh, quarterbacks Goff. that quarter got, well, Goff, he was always done. He was never a fantasy QB, but guys like Sam Darnold, who he was a, a jet, as we all know, didn't work out in that system. And he would never even be a thought to start him. And he is three and oh, and he's uh he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones as well. He puts up some good numbers. Even Jalen Hurts, as bad as he looked last night, uh, as I found out in one of my fantasy leagues, he gets a lot of garbage time points. Um, but yeah, it's it's a changing of the guard of the quarterback position. It's all these old guys, other than maybe Tom, uh, a few other notables. But yeah, these these young guys are are putting up points. They are. All right, let's switch gears. Let's get into the NHL. Well, let's get into the Canucks. We'll quickly touch on the uh, preseason so far. What did you guys think of uh, OEL and his uh, debut game last night? Anybody see that? Or am I the only one? Oh, I watched the highlights. Uh, did he get a goal or the assist? It was oh, him and Garland on it, right? Yeah, yeah him and Garland were the two assists. Uh, he was first star of the game. Good debuts nice little, from our uh, yeah from our additions, I would say. But but guys, it's preseason, right? So let's not forget that. And did you see him in the bag skate? <laughs> yeah, he was uh, the back of the pack there. He was the last. Yeah. Well, it's good, man. Maybe this will be a wake up call for him, and he'll uh, he'll pick up his socks a little bit and be ready for the regular season. A little better shape. Oh, we can. We can hope so. Uh, Klimovich is looking good. Uh, the rest of the boys, everyone, yeah, it's preseason, right? So, yeah, but you know what? We're still, their... uh, we're still missing a couple key pieces of our team there. Yeah. Hey, guys, yeah, we are, aren't we? we are. <laughs> it's, hmm. it's, it's lingering Lord, just, on just here. for, um, just for like to start a countdown. When does the Canucks, uh, you know, first game start? It starts uh, whenever it starts. That's that was the bet. The bet. I think it's October tenth. By the start of the season, if Pedersen no, is not no, signed, no, no, no. You said that he'll never play again in Vancouver. 
<laughs> watch the what? podcast. We will That's go. I will said. re-listen to the podcast we'll episode. I think it's episode listen to twenty-seven it. or twenty-six. Listen to it. Okay, that deal's getting done. <clears throat> My sources <laughs> are telling me that that deal is going to get done. They're they're just negotiating right now. Doesn't matter that he's in Michigan with Hughes. They're sitting there watching football. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, done. the Canucks might have just got a, a break here, actually. It's a break in one way in terms of uh, some more cap space, but it's a big loss, in my opinion, for D. Uh, there's word that Travis Hamanick may be either uh, opting out this season or retiring, mm-hmm. which would uh, limit our depth on D, obviously, uh, quite a bit. And on the positive side, it would free up some cap space to maybe have a little extra money there to get the Hughes and Pedersen deals done. Right. But you still need to replace Hamannick as well. hundred percent. And we're going to need, but we're going to need, I think they would just hope one of these young guys, like a Rathbone or Levy steps up and uh, makes that next step because, you know, I don't think that there's no more money, man. No, there's not, but you Levy looks like shit. So he was sleeping on the ice during the bag skate. Did you see that? I did. If he wasn't such a high draft pick and such an, like, you know, it's, it's like one of those things for Benning. He can't take a loss. He no. would not be on this team. hundred percent. Mike, what do you think about no. your boy? Levy? Well, I've said, it, I still feel the same way as I did before. I still feel like uh, it's, we've waited a long time for him. And I think that, he, I mean, I hope I still hope I have faith that he's going to pay off. I think he's going to one of these days, um, you know, become, <laughs> the defenseman that we we want him to be i know that uh the time is now yeah exactly yeah we need him to step up now yeah and this should be the year the coaches have got to get that to him that i mean that what else can you do right he's getting he hasn't had much playing time in the nhl other than last a little bit last year but nothing like you know so yeah he needs to to now step it up i would say now's a good now's the time for sure last last episode ty you um I had some comments from me about uh, mm-hmm. what I think it was Hughes' brother ma- made about uh, Vancouver and, and whatever. And I was wanting to get Govic's thoughts on that. Well, what did he say again? Did you see that? Uh, Quinn, uh, Quinn that played interview? for a bad team. Yeah, Quinn played for the a worst, bad team. No, he played for the worst no. team in the NHL. He never said it? the worst. He never, he said one of the worst. <laughs> he said one of the worst, which is true. But his brother, his other brother played for one of the worst teams in the NHL too. A worst Jersey. Team. They were lower in the standings. Wor- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we are. Was he wrong? Well, technically not. Well, but well, you, yeah, exactly. if you're on, if you're on a if you're on a worse team, you cannot be calling out a better team from the previous year, in my opinion. Okay, well, he, what are you going to do? He did that. He called out a better team, saying mm-hmm. that they're one of the that's bulletin board material, I think. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all good, yeah, that, man. That'll be a good game there. That uh, now, oh, yeah. especially after that, the Devils game. Oh, Canucks! We, Twitter, you know Twitter is going to be firing up as well, soon as they on. play we, that game. We need to talk about something that um, happened yesterday, or not yesterday, the day before yesterday. Uh, the first ever, Ty. This is your team. It's the first ever <laughs> Kraken game. Okay. The they came back Kraken and beat game. us. Okay, well that does besides the point. They beat the Vancouver, ever. obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. That's besides the point. But your team had their first ever game. And they the first ever goal they scored was against the Vancouver Canucks. Another historic moment where the Canucks are, you know, the shitty end their, of the stick. Their first but ever hey. goal, their first ever win. 
Yeah, awesome. first ever everything against the Canucks. So, yeah, actually, broke actually, all the records. I actually the have tickets for the uh, the Kraken Canuck preseason game next week. I'm a little. Uh, yeah, I don't know what jersey to wear. You know, put the fucking put the Kraken jersey on. Okay, show your colors. Kind of <laughs> okay. like when the Canucks play the Oilers. You know. When you always have your Oiler McDavid jersey on, right? Oh yeah, come on! I don't have an Oiler. First of all, I, the only Oilers jersey I own is a Gretzky jersey, and I'll have to throw it on our Instagram. It's obviously because of Gretzky. Okay, <laughs> it's not because of, and it was a gift from Mike, of all people. Okay, so he thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, you live in Edmonton? Oh, here I got you Oilers jersey. No, because he I knows you're really a big Oilers fan. Like no, I'm a big Gretzky fan, man. What are you talking about? I'm not an Oilers fan. Although I, I, own, like I own a Gretzky jersey as well, and I'm and a McDavid jersey. There you go. I prefer the Oilers over the Flames, of course. Well, you definitely didn't but, have a Gretzky uh, jersey when he was in the league, Mike, or he wouldn't have Stanley Cups. No, I have I have one now because yeah. I want to I want to get an autograph. Ever run into the guy? <laughs> well, Chooch, Chooch ran into him in a restaurant in California, didn't he? And he wasn't wearing a Gretzky jersey. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't even ask you for uh, autograph. Sonia probably told picture. him who it was. He didn't even know. <laughs> Who's that? But hey, so this last week I was looking online about uh, what games are coming up in Vancouver this year. And that's junk is we need to talk after the show, maybe uh, have a beer and, and figure out what games we're going to go to. Get some tickets. 100%, man. Yeah, we should go to all the Kraken games and have Ty wear his Kraken jersey. I definitely want to go to a Kraken game. There's one in December. I do not I have a jersey to, yet, actually. Want to go but, to? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. We'll uh, we'll figure that out. I'm I'm pretty excited about the Canucks season. The Oilers. Um, they definitely made some big splashes in, uh, well, mostly the trade, but uh, it's it's gonna come down to how uh, OEL plays, in my opinion, to see if we really win that trade. That's right. All right, folks, that's our episode for tonight. Episode Felix Potavan, number twenty nine. I think Corey Hershort twenty nine too. Could be wrong. Mark Andre we'll Flurry. To... Oh yeah, Flurry. But we can. We're talking Canuck goalies here, right? Not, you know, we're talking. Oh, Seahawks not just any goalie. Not, not just any great goalie. No, not just say any great goalie. We're talking Canucks here, man. <laughs> we'll check that. We'll do a fact check on number twenty nine for um, for Corey Hirsch. But uh, great show, for boys. Uh, glad to be back. Thank you for having me again. Um, a little ad hoc stuff going on with me here as you can see but uh nonetheless i'm here dirty dan a for effort today okay good job (laughs) and uh yeah be sure to go to www.westcoastsportsjunkies.ca all of our content is there all on one website have a look see what you like watch our episodes we'll be back next week Signing off.